can all listen to the sunny side of sports. Great show, bro. This is sunny side of sports. Right here on the Voice of America. Voice of America. Happy New Year to all our Voice of America listeners. This is VOA Sunny Young in Washington. Welcome to the January 2nd edition of the sunny side of sports. You might say my first show of 2023 packed some punch, a few kicks, and even some wrestling moves. Bokang Masanyane wrestled for South Africa at the 2014 Commonwealth Games in Scotland. He then trained for two years before making his professional debut in mixed martial arts. Since then, Masanyane has become one of the top MMA fighters in the world in the strawweight division. In April 2022, the little giant, as he's known on the international MMA circuit, suffered the first defeat of his career to Jared the Monkey God Brooks of the USA. It was an eliminator bout between the two top contenders, so Brooks got a shot at the title, not Masunyane. But as Darren Taylor reports from Johannesburg, the little giants far from done. Representing South Africa, introducing Bokang Masunyane made his pro MMA debut fighting in the strawweight division in 2016. He won his first seven fights convincingly, earning praise for his dynamic, fiery style and high kicks, despite standing at just over five feet. The Little Giant's eighth fight in December 2019 saw him pitted against legendary MMA strawweight Rene Catalan of the Philippines. The pundits were in agreement that the little giant would struggle against the experience and power of Catalan. But the then 26-year-old South African rocketed to MMA fame just 37 seconds into the bout. Bokang says he wants to showcase some striking that he's been working on, and he's doing it right here. And striking with Rene Catalan could be a recipe for disaster because he carries huge power. A stunning flying head kick knocked the Filipino clean out. Soon afterwards, the COVID-19 pandemic brought the MMA circuit to a halt for more than a year. Masunyane's next major fight would be in April 2022 against fellow top contender for the world championship, American strawweight Jared Brooks. The little giant lost, but Brooks raised Masunyane's arm when confirmed as the victor, describing him as a true warrior. Masunyanes had to be exactly that since he was a child on the streets of Benoni, east of Johannesburg. I never knew my mother. I never knew my father. I ended up living in an orphanage from around the age of five. From then, I decided to actually join wrestling while I was in the orphanage. And I actually found a passion. It was one of my favorite things to do, you know. <laughs> it kept me from being naughty, you know. 
while the other kids were drinking, drugging, and at best dribbling footballs, Masunyane was mastering wrestling holds with names like camel clutches and shoulder claws. He was trained by a Russian coach, Alibeg Vechidov, at Centurion Wrestling Club in Pretoria. Vechidov recognized Masunyane's talent and nurtured him, even arranging for a couple to adopt him. A stable, loving environment, plus rigorous training, allowed Masunyane's fledgling wrestling career to soar. When he was just 15, Vechidov put him up against 17 and 18-year-olds. He told any of those boys, you can never take this guy down, this guy will take you down. You know? And I was obviously the smallest guy in the school. Yeah, so I wrestled with a few of those guys and they just couldn't believe it. Like, oh, you're so little and you're throwing us around. <laughs> One of the guys couldn't even believe it. So he came back for more. Like, no, it's impossible. Then I'll throw him with something else. And he was like, no, no, let's go again. You know? And yeah. But no one at his club or school or in the country could beat him in his weight class. Vechidov nicknamed him Little Giant. My Russian coach was the one to, you know, to boost my confidence and the way he coached me and the way he worked with me. I always told myself I want to be a world champion while he's alive so I can show that part of his work has gotten me to where I am. In 2014, when he was 20, he was selected to wrestle for South Africa at the Commonwealth Games in Glasgow, Scotland. And then I came forth at the Commonwealth Games, and I still wanted to pursue my wrestling career. But um, in South Africa or in Africa in general, it's very hard to make a living out of wrestling or mostly Olympic sports. Masonyane decided to begin training as an MMA fighter with the aim of joining the international professional circuit to hopefully earn big paydays. He says he knew it would be difficult as the sport combines almost all disciplines of martial arts and he didn't know a single one. You have to put in at least three or more sessions a day but not a lot of people are willing to do that. To be honest, when I also started mixed martial arts, I didn't know how much training it will take but all I knew is that I was going to try to stick to it because that's where I saw myself as a fighter. The little giant trained for two years before his debut MMA fight, winning the bout in the second round. He won his first six amateur bouts so convincingly that he was accepted into the South African pro ranks. Masunyane says his loss to Brooks hasn't erased those memories, and his contract with Asia's largest global sports media platform, Group One, proves that he's still one of the best MMA fighters. The goal mustn't change. I still want to become a world champion, and I'm very close to that goal. A few weeks ago, Brooks beat Joshua Pacheo of the Philippines to claim the world title in the strawweight division. Now, Masunyane aims to knock the monkey god out of his tree. He's currently competing against all comers on the South African and Japanese pro circuits, racking up the wins. For now, says the little giant, he'll bide his time, waiting for another chance at glory and to repay Coach Vegidov. For the sunny side of sports, I'm Darren Taylor in Johannesburg. Thanks, Darren, and Happy New Year, mate. You're listening to the sunny side of sports on The Voice of America.
Prince Nesta has a big, extra spicy package on the weekend action in the major European club football leagues. Happy New Year, Prince! Happy New Year and sporty greetings to you too, Sonny. English striker of Nigerian descent Bukayo Saka, his fellow countryman of Ghanaian descent Edin Ketia, Norwegian playmaker Martin Odgard, and Brazilian sensation Gabriel Martinelli all registered their names on the score sheet to help Arsenal cruise to a 4-2 win against Brighton at the MX Stadium. The win sent the Gunners seven points clear at the top of the Premier League, ahead of Tuesday's clash against third-place Newcastle United. If history is anything to go by, Arsenal seem to be in a pole position of clinching this season's title, since no side has ever been seven points or more clear on New Year's Day and not won the Premier League. Ghana's boss Mikael Ateta assessed his side's performance. Against a really good side, um, we had big moments, uh, especially attacking open spaces, the way they play. Um, we were ruthless, we were really clinical, we had um, some great moments, and then as well there were moments we have to dig in and, and suffer um, because they, they put you in trouble, they are a really good side. If you expect to come against this Python team here and, and play them off the park and, and don't concede anything, it's, it's extremely difficult, especially the way they play. So um, it was a big test for us to win again. Two in a row after the period is a big win and now into the next one. Saka also shared his thoughts on Arsenal's pivotal victory. No, there was a big emphasis. You know, We know how hard it is to come here in recent seasons as well. And with the weather as well, it wasn't so easy. But you know, with that, that goal, nice and early, it set us up. Of course, at the start of the season, if you asked us if we'd want this, we'd bat your hands off. So we're really happy. That's Arsenal striker of Nigerian descent Bukayo Saka sharing his thoughts after helping Arsenal secure a Premier League win against Brighton. Second place Manchester City dropped points in the Premier League title race after being held to a one-all draw by Everton. Dimirai Gray's wonder goal cancelled out Arling Haaland's 21st Premier League goal of the season to hamper the citizens' title charge on the final day of 2022. Everton stay in 16th, two points above the relegation zone after ending their four-game losing run in all competitions. City boss Pep Guardiola shared his thoughts on the match. Yeah, they made a fantastic goal and then the, the shooting target that they had, the first one, so we play a, a real, real, real good game. Quite similar. Not quite similar because the approach from Liverpool and, and Leeds is completely different how they play Everton tonight. But we play a really, really good game. Of course, the result was not expected, but it's football. It's not the first time it happened. We did everything to win. We play really well. With without the ball, our positional game, especially in the second half, when we start really well, and after they break because the referees they were not ready, and uh, they break a little bit the rhythm. But in general, the, yeah, we did everything. Unfortunately, we couldn't win. That city manager Pep Guardiola reacting to his team's draw against Everton in the Premier League. England hitman Marcus Rashford came off the bench to help Manchester United secure a much-needed victory against Wolverhampton Wanderers in a match that was played at the Molinex Stadium. United boss Eric Ten Hag shared his thoughts on his team's performance. We have seen today, once again, it was not a, an easy game. Uh, you have to fight uh, for the points. 
Um, first half, we were not that good in the game uh, from organization here, but definitely also from presence. Um, second half was, in my opinion, better. I think also uh, could come in from Fred. Uh, was um, he, he make a good come in? He bring energy in the game. He was holding balls. He was linking up, and he was winning uh, second balls. That's Manchester United manager Eric Ten Hag's reaction to his team's win against Wolves in the Premier League. Belgian centre-back Wout Faes's double on goals proved just enough for Liverpool to end 2022 with a 2-1 win against Leicester City. The 24-year-old becomes just the fourth player to score two on goals in a single Premier League game, joining the ranks of Jamie Carragher, Michael Procter and Jonathan Walters. Defeat for Leicester means they remain 13th, just three points above the relegation zone. Here's Liverpool manager Jurgen Klopp's reaction to his team's performance. The result is very pleasing, obviously, um, but we all saw the game and it was not our best performance, we know that. Start the game, um, conceding from a goal kick, I can't remember a lot of goals we conceded from a goal kick to be 100% honest but we were just not there in that moment we came three times too late and in the end it's um, Trusper Hall is alone in front of Ali and Ali can this time not save us um, so one nil down against a counter-taking side with a clear idea um, yeah absolutely opposite of what you want to have on top of that um, we played further on very much in Leicester's hands so we lost the balls in the wrong moment when we were to open and so again we never could really get a not never but for a long time got a foot in, the, in this game um, then we had our football moments and we forced them mistakes quite a disallowed goal um, and yeah, and then the two on goals happens. I think especially the second goal is uh, is brilliantly done. Um, and then uh, unlucky that it hits the post, and even more unlucky for Leicester, obviously that um, it get, uh, is an own goal. Two one half time, we knew we have to improve, and we did. Line um, was higher, more aggressive in the challenges, more connected, um, but still. They had their moments. So they, they played a really good game. That's Liverpool manager Jurgen Klopp reacting to his team's win against Leicester in the Premier League. Aston Villa also continued its resurgence under Spanish tactician Unai Emery with a Hartford 2-0 away win against Tottenham. Chelsea also kicked off 2023 with a 1-all draw against Nottingham Forest at the city ground. England striker of Jamaican descent Raheem Sterling opened the scoring in the 16th minute before Ivorian's keeper Saj Auri equalized shortly after the hour mark. The draw leaves the Blues 8th in the Premier League table, while Nottingham are currently 18th with 14 points. Chelsea boss Graham Porter reacted to his team's performance. Well, I think overall, um, when when the game was controlled for us in the first half, I don't think we did well enough. Um, our performance level wasn't good enough, I would say, in terms of we didn't move the ball fast enough, we didn't have enough movement. And um, I think you have to credit the opponent in, in both halves. Because in the first half, they defended deeper and they attacked big spaces. And uh, in the second half, when it became a bit more... Uh, uncontrolled um, we suffered as well so they played a good version of themselves and um, and I think in the end even though we had a chance with Pierre and we, we rallied in the second part of the second half I think it would have been unfair if we would have taken more than a point 
That's Chelsea manager Graham Potter reacting to Steam's win against Nottingham Forest in the Premier League. Moving on to the French League, gold from Przemyslav Frakowski, Belgian striker of Congolese descent Louis Openda and Alexis Cloud Morris handed Paris Saint-Germain a rare 3-1 defeat in the hands of second-place Lens, who moved within four points of the French League leaders. French striker of Cameroonian descent Hugo Ekitike scored PSG's sole goal. Lens have lost only once in 17 French League games this season and are now just four points behind the Parisian star-studded league leaders. PSG played the match without their World Cup winning star Lionel Messi, who is set to return to training this week after being given a two-week break after the World Cup. Alexandra Golovin netted the sole goal as Monaco recorded their second win in a row after cruising to a 1-0 win against Best. Lyon lost 1-0 at home to Clermont, with Austrian midfielder of Senegalese descent Mohamed Cham scoring through a penalty kick. Moving on to La Liga, Barcelona ended 2022 on a disappointing note after earning a one-all New Year's Eve draw against Espanyol at Camp Nou. French striker of Algerian descent Karim Benzema's brace also secured Real Madrid a 2-0 win over Real Valladolid. Reporting for the sunny side of sports on Prince Nesta. Thanks, Prince. Follow the sunny side of sports on Facebook and Twitter. My Facebook address is facebook.com forward slash VOA Sunny. And my Twitter handle is at VOA Sunny Sports. Ugandan athletes won the men's and women's titles during 10-kilometer races in Spain as we hear now from Samson Omale. In athletics, Ugandan long-distance runner and reigning Olympic champion in the 5,000 meters, Joshua Chiptegi, has won the international San Silvestre Valicana with a time of 27 minutes, 09 seconds in Madrid, Spain. The world record holder defeated a host of elite athletes, including Mohamed Katir from Morcia by 10 seconds. Katir kept up with the pace at which Chiptegi was running until the 7th kilometer where he surrendered defense of the title he won last year. In the female category, young Ugandan Priska Chisang won with a time of 30 minutes 19 seconds. The second place went to Burundian Francine Nyonsoba. And now to cycling, where the 2023 African Road Cycling and Paracycling Championships is expected to act as a preparatory event for the 2023 African Games. The Ghana Cycling Federation's Technical Director, Shaban Mohammed, said the championships, due to be held from February 8th to the 17th, will be a good opportunity for Ghana to expose the country's cyclists. Between 20 and 40 countries are expected to participate in the continental events with the African Road Paracycling Championships due to take place in Ghana for the first time. Competition at the African Road Paracycling Championships is due to take place across elite, junior, youth and under 23 categories. In cricket news, South Africa middle order batsman 
Dunis de Bruyne will miss their third and final test against Australia in Sydney because he will return home for the birth of his first child. South Africa have already lost the three test series after suffering defeats in the first two tests in Brisbane and Melbourne. The third test will begin on Wednesday. And now to tennis, where fashion magazine Vogue Arabia has announced that WTA World Number no. 2 Ons Jabour is the cover star for their January 2023 edition. A Tunisian who is nicknamed the Minister of Happiness in her country enjoyed an impressive 2022 season, winning 47 out of the 64 matches she played with two titles to her name. I am Samson Omale in Abuja, Nigeria. Thanks, Samson. And Happy New Year! More tennis news now from Craig Gabriel in Sydney, Australia. The Australian tennis player Alex Diminor can never ever be accused of not having heart or guts and determination. He proved that yet again at the United Cup in Sydney when he faced someone he has incredible respect and admiration for, Rafa Nadal. Three times they had played before and Rafa had won on every occasion. This time, on his favourite court, things were different for the Australian. In a match that was a spectacle to watch, Diminor scored his first ever win over Nadal, 3-6-6-1-7-5. It was in front of a full arena and an atmosphere that had more electricity than a bolt of lightning. The Aussie said it was a match he'll remember for a long time. Oh, I think it's definitely up there. Um, it's one of those wins that, uh, you know, it's one of those achievements that you've unlocked in your career. Um, but also it's a big win for, for myself, one that, that I really needed and and I'm, I'm going to cherish and, and use, you know, with take all the confidence from this and, and be able to hopefully take it to have a, have a good Aussie summer. Rafa was frustrated, but he said there were many positives that he could take heart from. He knows there are areas to improve and which he feels confident he's going to do before the Australian Open in two weeks. No, I, I just believe that the situation is, is how it is and I, I have to improve. <laughs> That's it. No, and I really believe it's going to happen. When? I don't know, but uh, I really hope that's going to happen soon because I don't feel that I'm that far. Earlier, the United States secured their place in the Sydney City Finals and will take on Great Britain, who advanced the day before. The USA won two singles matches against Germany, and that was enough to put them through. Taylor Fritz beat Alexander Zverev 6-1-6-4, and Madison Keys overcame Jules Niemeyer 6-2-6-3. At others' ties, Stefano Tsitsipas beat David Goffin in Perth, and in Brisbane, Italy swept past Norway, and Igor Svantec beat Belinda Bencic 6-3-7-6. Craig Gabriel, VOA Sports, Sydney. Thanks, Craig, and Happy New Year, mate. In pro basketball, the Memphis Grizzlies, the Washington Wizards, and the Denver Nuggets all posted victories on Sunday. The Grizzlies beat the Sacramento Kings 118-108. to The Wizards won their fifth consecutive game, beating the Milwaukee Bucks 118-95. to And the Nuggets beat the Boston Celtics 123-111. to The AP's Bruce Morton reports from Denver, Colorado. Nikola Jokic sparkled with a triple-double as the Nuggets defeated Boston 123-111. Seeing as how the Western Conference leaders beat the team with the best record in the league, guard Bruce Brown was asked if this could be considered a statement win. Sure. Um, They're the top team right now, record-wise in the NBA right now, right? Um, So, yeah, I mean, we we take all our victories 
um, against the top team in the league right now. So, um, I mean, hopefully we see them in the future. As for Jokic, his line read 30 points, 12 rebounds, and 12 assists for a Nugget team that has won 7 of 8. Bruce Morton, Denver. Thanks, Bruce. From Denver, let's go to Lagos, where the Nigerian Basketball Federation says 2022 was not a good year for the sport in the country. To find out more, Iron Mike Mbonye spoke with Federation board member Felix Awogu. To be honest, it was a very difficult year. Uh, of course, we missed good kudos. The girls won the African Championship qualify for the world championship but couldn't make it due to political interference of course that cost us dearly and of course there's been a lot of fights in-house to different federation that has been aligned now and kida is back as the president of the federation so he's getting more focused i wouldn't say it was a great year for basketball at all in nigeria uh, that male team hasn't been fantastic. They've not done too well. Of course, the inconsistency, the stress, the bickerings, the fights, and all that. Uh, but I think we're all getting out of it. Uh, we're beginning to align. We've had series of meetings, and everybody seems to be towing the line. And hopefully, uh, it will be a brighter and better basketball uh, for 2023. Uh, 2022 wasn't fantastic, and I hope we don't make such mistakes again. Nigeria's men national basketball team, also known as the Tigers, is expected to play in the next FIBA Africa qualifiers. What are the chances of the team? Yeah, we definitely need more competition. Of course, we're looking forward to FIBA Africa qualifiers. Uh, to be honest, we have a fantastic team. Uh, of course, the major constraint has been finance. Uh, its sponsorship after the bickerings uh, in the year has made it very difficult for us to sit back, but uh, we'll look at it uh, and uh, get some of the best players around the world who are Nigerians, who are part of the team, uh, to realign, to change and say, hey, we're back to playing. Uh, and I hope this will be done. Of course, uh, we have a very good uh, team in place in terms of the Nigerian Basketball Federation. And we're all sitting back, we're looking at it, and then, of course, we look uh, forward to a good and exciting participation uh, from our male basketball team. So it's going to be interesting. Uh, I think we have all the potential, but it's time to unearth it and start delivering mm -hmm. on uh, medals and delivering on championships. Felix, what plans does the Federation have to organize national events such as the Premier League and other grassroots activities. Yes, uh, as you know, we've kicked up uh, with the Premier League that has been concluded. Uh, the female uh, league itself, which is called the Zenit Bag League, uh, the lower leagues, they're all been, we've been playing. And uh, uh, it's, it's, I think the good old days is back uh, to basketball uh, after all we've gone through. And um, we hopefully in also have to interface with Nuga to see how we can do collegiate uh, basketball. Uh, we also are excited in grassroots. The one sponsored by Milo is also in. And uh, what can we say? I think uh, we're picking it up. We're picking the pieces. And uh, the deliberate policy now to engage everybody, all stakeholders. Uh, we have the Peace and Reconciliation Committee and so everybody's back, back, and uh, uh, we all come together and celebrate what we know how to celebrate most, which is basketball in Nigeria. That's Felix Awogu, 
Nigeria Basketball Federation board member, and Felix spoke with Iron Mike Mbonye on the telephone from Lagos, Nigeria. This is Felix Awogu, also a member of Nigerian Basketball Federation. You're listening to the Sony Side of Sports on The Voice of America. New York Yankee slugger Aaron Judge has been named the Associated Press Male Athlete of the Year for 2022. The AP's Jackie Quinn reports. Aaron Judge has always stood out with his imposing size and muscular frame. And in 2022, he belted out 62 homers, breaking an American League record on October 5th against the Texas Rangers. I had a good feeling off the bat. You know, I just didn't know where it was going to land or what it was going to hit. And, you know, there's a good sense of relief once it... I saw it landing that fan's glove. Upon learning he got the most votes among 40 sports writers and editors, Judge says, wow, that's incredible. And he tipped his hat to those awarded before him. Judge joins an esteemed fraternity of honorees, including Jesse Owens, Muhammad Ali, Wayne Gretzky, and Michael Jordan. I'm Jackie Quinn. Thanks, Jackie. That's esteemed company indeed. And that wraps up my first show of 2023. Thank you for tuning in. I get it. I'm VOA's Sonny Young in Washington. And that's the sunny side of sports. <laughs>